Hello, everybody. Welcome. As we continue on in our study uh, of the Old Testament, and we're working through the entire Bible a chapter at a time. We actually started with the New Testament. Most of you know that. We worked through it a chapter at a time. It took us a little over five years. And then we uh, jumped into Genesis uh, almost two years ago now. We finished Genesis, and now we're working our way through the book of Exodus. And we're in um, the 21st chapter today. Reading the scripture this way gives it context. Context is so important when you are studying the scripture. And um, it allows us to think through some things and talk through things and um, see the general flow of uh, what's taking place throughout the Bible. And, and with the New Testament background, we can go back and see how these things are, you know, what they meant and some of the foreshadowings of what was going to take place and what they look like. Um, in the book of Exodus, remember the big things that I said you needed to take away from the book of Exodus were the Passover and um, the, really the first 12, 13 chapters are all about the ultimately the, the, the Passover and the, the culmination of the plagues and what that meant and what a picture it is of Jesus as our Passover lamb and uh, uh, whose blood covers us from um, death and brings us into life. And, and there's so many things that are, you know, it's a picture of what Jesus does for us at the cross. Uh, and then I, I said another thing that was very important was that parting of the Red Sea and uh, how, how, you know, that's another picture of deliverance and um, uh, in some ways, it's a, it's a picture of our baptism, you know, and being delivered through the water, and there's a lot going on that. The last couple of things in Exodus that we'll be looking at are the law and the tabernacle. And uh, both those things, you know, have, have a direct bearing on the church and what they mean and what Jesus has done um, in, in response to both those things, the law and the tabernacle. And... Uh, what we have now, and we discussed a lot of that when we were in the book of Hebrews. So we're, we're pushing through um, together the book of Exodus now in the 21st chapter. Last week we talked about actually the giving of the Ten Commandments, which are known, um, you know, we'll make sure we, we consider the Ten Commandments the law of God. What we're going to start talking about in the next few chapters is um, it's a little bit different in that um, and we'll refer to these as the, the law of Moses, if you would. Because these are given, what we're going to read about in these next chapters, these are instructions given directly to the people of Israel. And um, they, they're not relevant to us in many ways today other than the ideas behind them and what that looks like and what that means. Um, but in effect, uh, verse 22 in the last chapter said, um, The Lord said to Moses, This is what you'll say to the children of Israel. You've seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Uh, and basically, um, that, that God is saying that he's going to be speaking through Moses to the people because they couldn't handle it. And, um, and so God will speak to Moses. Moses will speak to the people. And he's going to share with them this next chunk of a scripture as I said, uh, we'll call it the, the, the Law of Moses. It's also known as the Book of Covenant in these chapters. And it takes its name from Exodus 24, 7, which we'll read. Um, then he took the Book of the Covenant and read it in the hearing of the people. So these things that we're going to read about um, in today's chapter 
um, deal with the treatment of slaves, um, injury to people, um, moral and religious duties, uh, and property rights. And, and so these are things that are going to be sort of detailed uh, in today's reading and in the, in the next couple of chapters. Um, and as I said, they, 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 while they might appear irrelevant to us today, they were really the, the sort of glue that, that held the people of God together as community. Now remember, this is a brand new thing for them. They've been 400 and some years uh, in, in bondage, in slavery, to Egypt. Um, false gods have sort of, you know, been introduced to them. And um, God has come and said they're false. And he proved it with the ten plagues. And now he's, um, he's making them uh, a nation and a, and a people. And they were, at one point in time, when we, uh, when we first um, left them at the end of Genesis, a family of 70. Israel was a family of 70. Now it's a nation of 2 million plus and growing uh, rapidly. And they're learning they can trust God, and he started to instruct them on, on being, you know, uh, how to follow and how to live together now as his people. And as his people, they were to be a witness to the world. Um, about who God is and, and about how God cares about people. And, and so uh, he introduces a lot of these ideas um, about living now as community and what that looks like. And understand, too, in, in what we're going to cover, certainly not everything um, that they will come up against is covered, but there's enough covered so that the people put in position as judges over this group, which we, we remember reading about recently, would sort of have a, an understanding of what the heart of God was on the matter. And they would be able to discern from what God gives them how to sort of operate in, in situations that might fall outside of that but still need to be dealt with. Um, but the, and the three sort of things that I think we can take from it uh, and that are relevant to us are... Um, that, that God has a concern for fairness and justice, that God has a compassion for the poor and the oppressed, and um, that, that there's a, we need to be willing to understand that um, everything that he gives us is ultimately his and be, be willing to operate in that sort of uh, understanding. So let me read to you from Exodus 21. And then we'll talk about these things a little bit on the other side. Uh, I'm reading out of the NIV, 36 verses. Um, whatever translation you have is fine. NIVs in the notes that we passed out of the door. Verse 1. These are the laws you are to set before them. If you buy a Hebrew servant, he is to serve you for six years. But in the seventh year, he shall go free without paying anything. If he comes alone, he is to go free alone. But if he has a wife when he comes, she is to go with him. If his master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the woman and her children shall belong to her master and only the man shall go free. But if the servant declares, I love my master and my wife and children and do not want to go free, then his master must take him before the judges. He shall take him to the door or the doorpost and pierce his ear with an awl. And then he will be his servant for life. If a man sells his daughter as a servant, she is not to go free as men's servants do. If she does not please the master or selected her for himself, he must let her be redeemed. He has no right to sell her to foreigners because he has broken faith with her. If he selects her for his son, he must grant her the rights of a daughter. If he marries another woman, he must not deprive the first one of her food, clothing, and marital rights. 
If he does not provide her with these three things, she is to go free without any payment of money. Anyone who strikes a man and kills him shall surely be put to death. However, if he does not do it intentionally, but God lets it happen, he is to flee to a place I will designate. But if a man schemes and kills another man deliberately, take him away from my altar and put him to death. Anyone who attacks his father or his mother must be put to death. Anyone who kidnaps another and either sells him or still has him when he is caught must be put to death. Anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. If men quarrel and one hits the other with a stone or with his fist and he does not die but is confined to bed, the one who struck the blow will not be held responsible if the other gets up and walks around outside with his staff. However, he must pay the injured man for the loss of his time and see that he's completely healed. If a man beats his male or female slave with a rod and the slave dies as a direct result, he must be punished. But he is not to be punished if the slave gets up after a day or two since the slave is his property. If men who are fighting hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely but there is no serious injury, the offender must be fined whatever the woman's husband demands and the court allows. But if there is serious injury, you are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. If a man hits a manservant or maidservant in the eye and destroys it, he must let the servant go free to compensate for the eye. If he knocks out the tooth of a manservant or maidservant, he must let the servant go free to compensate for the tooth. If a bull gores a man or a woman to death, the bull must be stoned to death, and its meat must not be eaten. But the owner of the bull will not be held responsible. If, however, the bull has the habit of goring and the owner has been warned but has not kept it penned up and it kills her a man or woman, the bull must be stoned and the owner must also be put to death. However, if payment is demanded of him, he may redeem his life by paying whatever is demanded. This law also applies if the bull gores a son or daughter. If the bull gores a male or female slave, the owner must pay 30 shekels of silver to the master of the slave and the bull must be stoned. If a man uncovers a pit, or digs one and fails to cover it, and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit must pay for the lost, he must pay its owner, and the dead animal would be his. If a man's bull injures the bull of another and it dies, they are to sell the live one and divide both the money and the dead animal equally. However, if it was known that the bull had the habit of goring, yet the owner did not keep it penned up, the owner must pay animal for animal, and the dead animal will be his. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Good. You can go upstairs if you want, Cody. 